Today, what's on the menu? Well, we're going to take a look at the property market and uh, see what's happening with property prices and see what rental demand and vacancies are like as well. Pippa Roundtree from Leah J will be joining us. She's the, their investment services manager. We'll also get in touch with Henry Jennings for his comments on the market. That is our weekly market update. He's from Markers Today. And we'll start off by taking our general overlook, overview I suppose you might say, of the market coming up next when Stephen Pritchard brings us commodities, currencies and all those things. To NURFM Thursday Finance, Stephen Pritchard. Time we had a look at a general overview of the market. What's happening at the moment? Um, it's a bit all over the place. I mean, uh, the gold the gold price was uh, down another forty three dollars on the week to two thousand two hundred and sixty six dollars. Um, but the oil price was up uh, two dollars seventy three a barrel to eighty four dollars thirty eight. And we've got less value with our gold to pay for it. You've got less value for our gold to pay it if you hold gold. Now, of course, one of the things is the oil demand appears to be increasing um, for various reasons around the world, like aeroplanes, like aeroplanes are slowly getting back. Um, so that's not surprising. Um, the currency, the Australian dollar continues, um, you know, it's upward trend, um, up another one and a half cents over the week to 79.11, so we're close to 80 cents, mm. despite what the Reserve Bank wants. Um, the Against the great British pound, uh, pound we're 56.06 pence, and against the euro, we're 65.11 um, euro cents. So basically we're up about one and a half percent on all the major currencies for the for, for the uh, for the week, um, the all ordinaries was 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 down one point four percent on the week to seven thousand and forty nine. The S and P five hundred was pretty much steady at three thousand nine hundred and twenty five, and the UK FTSE was up forty one points to six thousand six hundred and fifty eight. Um, so the markets were a bit mixed. Um, the, the, the the individual stocks um, we kind of have a look at it is um, BHP was up thirty five cents to forty eight dollars and eighty six cents. Um, uh, CBA was down eighty four cents to eighty two dollars and seventy three. NIB was up uh, nineteen cents to five dollars sixty three, and Telstra was down seventeen cents to three dollars thirty. So a bit of a mixed bag there again. Mm. Um, and the uh, fuel price um, continues its upward trend in Newcastle, dollar forty one point two. I mean, you know, beginning in January we were talking a dollar fifteen, so we're up. Uh, you know, twenty five cents a litre, yeah. and in Sydney a dollar twenty six point six. Um, the diesel price in Newcastle a dollar twenty nine point two, and in Sydney a dollar twenty seven point one. Yes, okay, yeah, and I suppose aeroplanes do put a bit of a um, a yank on the uh, on the oil resources. But yeah, but I'm not sure where 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 the jet fuel is when you manufacture it. There's there's different stuff comes out of the barrel of oil, and I'm not yes. sure whether. Jet fuel and um, actually has any influence on, on what the petroleum. Yeah, mm. so I don't, I don't know. Maybe more people are driving. Who Someone knows? might be able to tell us that one day. Yeah, I, I also keep thinking that Europe is still very much in lockdown. Many countries yeah, there, yeah. and surely that doesn't seem to be affecting their economy and the uh, difference in our dollar. Well, I, 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 mean, I would have thought the the fossil fuel consumption would have gone up in the US, particularly in. Um, uh, Texas, where the where the renewable energy um, windmills are being kind of frozen. And it is Thursday Finance and Stephen Pritchard joined now by Henry Jennings. And uh, just to take a little bit of a, <laughs> a deeper look at the market, some of the stocks. Hello, Henry. 
Henry, so lots of lots of news out from the market this week, and um, um, things roll on with reporting season. So, uh, yeah. Sydney Airport. <laughs> um, yes, hi Stephen, hi Jane. Um, hi, yeah, it's um, we're in the, we're in the last gasps, I guess, of gasps. reporting season. Um, if that's the uh, if that's the right word, um, it's Super Thursday. This is the one where we have a huge. Uh, drop of results. We've had Sydney Airport yesterday. Um, we, there's no one there. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the problem. Um, this is, of course, one of those reflate, well, reopening trades, I guess, and it's very much predicted on uh, on sentiment. The stock actually didn't do too bad on the back of the results. Um, it's down a little bit today. But it is all about, I guess, the reopening, how quickly we can get back to reopening. Sydney Airport obviously trying to pressure uh, various uh, governments, mm-hmm. state and federal, to at least not do the snap borders, um, because that's the thing that I guess really kills them in terms of uh, the domestic side of things. But um, it, according to Alan Joyce from Qantas today, we won't be doing much in the way of international travel till October. Um, that's mm-hmm. his timeline anyway. So That's this for- year? Uh, that's this year. I would have um, thought that's very optimistic. I would think that's very optimistic as well, but there you go. Um, I guess it depends on how quickly we shut down again based on one or two cases. Where, you know, overseas they have 50,000 a day and uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, they're in lockdown, but in some places, but some other places are not. So I guess you know, if, if we all get vaccinated, that's great, um, but we don't actually have covid um, so it's a question of um, other people coming into the country that um, are the issue, and if they've got it, it still can be potentially not great. So, um, yeah, Sydney Airport is kind of clinging to um, clinging to hope. Uh, share price is doing the same, mm-hmm. but um, they've done quite well out of freight. Yeah, I was surprised how little the revenue was. I mean, fifty percent down. I thought it would have been down ninety percent. So yeah, they've done. I mean, the, the retail side of things is pretty bleak. I think if you were a retailer out in uh, Sydney Airport, you'd be pretty tearing your hair out. But uh, freight has been a saviour, not just for, for Sydney Airport, but also Qantas, um, which has done quite well out of the freight side of things and has actually made up for some of the loss of that international travellers. We're just buying more stuff from overseas. Mm, mm. Right. Yeah, so then on a, some more better news, the Bank of Queensland's decided to re- acquire ME Bank. Yes. It's joined the big boy league. It's, it's, it's pulled on um, long trousers, and uh, it's joined the big boy club. So, um, yeah, this, this is I, the market's taken this as a very positive announcement mm-hmm. for Bank of Queensland. Um, it gives them scale. It gives them synergy benefits. Um, they've uh, funded it with a pretty well-supported uh, capital raise as well. So, um, yeah, the market's taken it quite positively. And not all the banks have been uh, pretty positive uh, in the last, uh, well, six months, really. They've all been on a bit of a tear. So uh, Bank of Queensland, no exception, and it's now ca- sort of capital, well, it's now capped it off with this deal. So it'll take a little while to bed down, I would imagine, and there's always a bit of culture issues at play. But um, it looks like it's certainly a good acquisition, and it gives them that scale, and uh, it means they can um, get access to hopefully cheaper funding and benefits and those synergies. Yeah, and they're doing a, a, a pretty good deal on the right... Um is it, a, is it a rights issue or a SPP? Um, I think it's a. Uh, I uh, think it's an issue. Yeah, seven thirty-five. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Woolworths. Woolworths has profit increased. Well, there's a surprise. 
Yeah. <laughs> Every time you go to Woolies, it seems to cost an arm and a leg. It's quite extraordinary. Um, I guess the, um, the, the the big key to Woolies um, and Coles as well, um, you know, this, this thing just keeps trundling on ever higher. Um, the Endeavour drinks business is, is the big key to Woolies. Uh, this was, um, this is their sort of the pokies and the um, and Dan Murphy's and all that side of things, which they were going to demerge last year. And this year, uh, obviously last year, was a bit of a problem because of COVID. Things got a little disrupted. Plans got um, thrown asunder. Mm-hmm. And this year, it looks like we're going to have the demerger back on. So they're talking about June this year um, to be completed. So that will be interesting. So that will give, I guess, investors the, the choice of uh, investing in a pure supermarket business or a, or a drinks uh, and pokey machine uh, mm-hmm. business. So I guess it'll, it'll allay some ethical concerns that some have with investing in Woolies because they do have that hotel alcohol yep. and poker machine exposure, which some people uh, steer clear of. But, um, yeah, the share, the share price has been uh, bobbling around. It looks like it's heading back up again. And, um, yeah, it's a pretty well-insulated business in this environment. To NURFM's Thursday Finance in the middle of our market update with Henry Jennings. Uh, Stephen Pritchard, you said Nanosonics. Yeah, so Nanosonics makes these sterilisation equipment for hospitals. Mm. And I thought it was just interesting to throw that in so you can see how the the, the, uh, pandemic's affected other things. So their their sales fell because hospitals were buying less of their equipment. Mm. Yes, um, they have a. I guess they have a similar kind of method as selling printers. Yeah. Um, in that, um, you know, there is a, there is an ongoing cartridge um, you need to uh, to keep buying. Uh, so there's consumables that go along with it. So um, once you're in there, in theory, they're the consumables. But the problem is, of course, getting into the hospitals. It's very much a U.S. facing business, and they have a product called Trophon. Uh, which is their sort of their, their flagship product for sterilisation of medical equipment. But yes, as you rightly say, this is one of the casualties of COVID to some extent because um, hospitals have been closed, well, at least closed to elective surgery and, and those sorts of things. You know, even in the UK where things have been bad as well, the, um, the hospitals are really quiet apart from in ICU and those side of things because people are just either not going because they're worried about um, being infected by um, people in, in hospitals or the hospitals themselves aren't entering, um, letting people in that have got elective surgery scheduled. So, um, yeah, it has affected nanosonic. The stock price took a big uh, fall on the back of that. I don't know why, really. It's hardly a surprise. The company has been saying that for a while. But it is one of those market darling mm-hmm. stocks that people uh, love to uh, to hold out as a, as a shining example of Australian ingenuity. But, um, yeah, clearly they have had some headwinds in the U.S., that's for sure. Yeah. And, of course, the dollar doesn't help either. No, stop either. No, yes. lots, of, uh, lots of issues there. And people are obviously buying some cheese down at Bega. They're buying lots of cheese, it's aren't prop, they? Prop Spreads, up, profit up spread 150%. To, yes, but, well, they, they did make an acquisition, don't forget. They did buy... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so they did buy a pretty big acquisition. But, yeah, the, the, the share price is going extraordinarily well. Profit's going extraordinarily well. Things are are on the up and up. It just gets bigger and bigger every year. Yes. Sorry, sorry that was terrible. No, but I like the cheese anyhow, so... Um, and, uh, sorry. And down at Medic, down at Medipank Private, it's raised yep. its dividends. Profit was up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, you know, not much 
to get excited about Medicare Private. Um, you know, the usual motherhood statements from mm. the CEO uh, once again about driving membership, etc., etc., etc. The interesting thing, I guess, is that Craig Drummond um, is actually retiring and he's yep. the CEO. So that was quite interesting. His job is done, apparently, or at least he thinks so. He's certainly uh, done very well out of being the CEO of Medicare Private. So, um, yeah, it's hard to get excited about um, health insurance. I must admit, whether you're actually investing in it or, or paying it, it just seems to... It's not exciting when you're paying it, Henry. Yes, I know it's not exciting. It seems a fortune. That's mm. $4,000 a year. Mm. And I only get $90 back when you go and see the physio. Mm-hmm. You can't claim for any of the things you really want to claim for. Mm-hmm. And you do wonder why you bother. You're better off self-insuring after two or three years. You'd be quids in. Hey, I, 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 I don't know that that's... That, that's all very well until you need an operation or a, and you're in, in intensive care and you're racking yeah, but up... Medicare pays for all that. No, the private <laughs> hospital doesn't. Well, the Medicare system's pretty damn good. Uh, yeah. It's very good. You'll get your... Yeah, I mean, it's hard to fault our medical system. No, 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 that's right. If, that's you, right. if you want a lectic, I, I will go with, go with your argument, but uh, otherwise it's a pretty... Good system, yeah, 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 it's pretty good. You know, the Medicare, the Medicare system is one of the leaders in the world. I agree with that. Yeah, but, but, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the uh, Lumina, you know, the profit falls, dividends get cut. Yeah, I mean, this, this is um, this is really, I mean, they're at the, the mercy of uh, the uh, the Alcoa uh, yep. business. It, it's you know, it, it's a yield stock. Um, they don't have control over their own destiny. They actually have a very highly paid board yes. that, that counts the money. Yes, banks the uh, checks. Banks the checks and probably sits around um, looking at each other and thinking, how good's this? Um, this is one of the greatest ruses in corporate Australia. Um, and, yeah, so it's, you know, it, it's, a, it's a nice yielding stock, a bit disappointing on the yield side of things, but, um, yeah, not very exciting, I'm afraid. Okay, so I think we've run out of time here. Henry. Oh, no. Oh, so oh, much more to say. So, no, <laughs> I, I, I bet you the directors at Crown were hoping that Royal Commission will run out of time too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah those, those guys, uh, I don't think there's anybody left anymore. It's the last man standing around there. It's Helen, um, Helen Kernan and Helen Mitchell Kernan. and... Um, Pointing. No, Mitchell's gone. Oh, Mitchell's gone, are they? Yeah, Mitch, Harold Mitchell's gone. Oh, I thought he was uh, hanging on, but anyhow. So no, it's only, it's only Helen Coonan left, and uh, she's got a massive pay rise to sort it out. Yes, two and a half million. I thought yeah, so. nice yes. work if yeah. you can get it. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. 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 She's got all the political skills to negotiate the, uh, yes. the Royal Commissions and the uh, inquiries, that's for sure. But, yes. Yeah. She needs them. Good luck. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks very much, Henry. (laughs) Henry Jennings from Marcus today with our market update, who and URFM's Thursday finance. And we're going to take a look at the property market and rental things and all that sort of thing with Pippa Roundtree, who's joined us. She's from Leah J. Stephen Pritchard. Hi, Pippa. Hi, Stephen and Jane. How are you? Going well. Hope you are too. Uh, as promised at some stage last year, we'd get you back to talk about what's happening in the property market in Newcastle this year. So um, things have kind of changed since we last spoke, particularly in the, the property prices. Certainly have, yeah. Yes, so what's been happening, what's been happening there? 
Well, you would have probably um, read all the um, reports and lots of media coverage about the um, 12% uh, growth that Newcastle has seen and um, Lake Macquarie and also um, Maitland have performed extremely well as well. Um, so that's very encouraging. Um, and a lot of the, the reasons for that is obviously the affordable housing relative to capital cities, obviously, um, and the infrastructure development growth potential and also the low supply in stock is obviously generating that so so i mean i was sitting out the front of my house the other day um on the veranda reading the paper and some real estate agent came along wanted to know if i wanted to sell um Mm -hmm. and and he said uh, and i said well where are all these people coming from who want to buy these properties Mm. and he, he said they're they're all coming up from sydney i mean is that right yeah, that's a, a lot of people, but also a lot of people locally too. But yes, the regional interest is um, significant still. Um, I think we talked about that last time as well, and I believe that's going to continue to um, to grow. But also investors are back in the market, which they weren't sort of six months ago, um, and still a lot of um, first-time homeowners as well trying to get into the market. So you've given me some numbers here that the, the median price in Newcastle's up almost 12% to mm. 671000 Yeah. I mean, that, that's a lot of money, a lot of money. So is that, that, that would be, that would be, you know, taking in the outer suburbs as well as, as, well as the inner city? Yes, and you've got units in there and things as, as well, I would imagine, too. Because um, if you're actually looking to buy um, a property for that amount of money in the Newcastle um, you know, CBD, you're, you're not going to get very much for that. Um, so if you were an investor looking for that, you'd probably be looking further out. Yes, I would've, yeah, I would have thought it's impossible in the, in the central area. And then Lake mm. Macquarie, it's up to 645 Yes, incredible what we're seeing out there and a, a lot of investment as well. Um, there's a lot of work being going on to get investment into that area. Obviously, you've got Costco being built out of the LaRue at the moment, um, so they're hoping that'll be finished um, in the next six months or so um, and lots of developments happening around that area as, as well, but all around the lake too. Mm. And then, so looking at the, looking at the, some of the numbers you kindly sent me, that so so the price in the price rise in Sydney was only up six point seven, mm-hmm. which I still find you know I still find um, you know pretty amazing because a lot of the, the CBT units you know a few months ago they couldn't get tenants or anything in them in Sydney. So that's right, and that's the interesting thing that the um, properties still have increased in value, and yet. Um, yes, I mean, certainly the capital cities are seeing very high vacancy and therefore low rents, whereas we across the region are sat at 1.3%, although Learjo's at 0.6%. But you put that into perspective, that's, you know, 13 properties available out of 1,000. Yeah, um, a... Or, you know, for us six, it's just, you know, but that obviously is driving the mm-hmm. rental price up, which is great for investors, very difficult for tenants. Yeah, and then... And then just looking at price increases, and we'll come back to rentals. And so, so over the last five years, you're saying the prices in Newcastle, Lake Macquarie, so it's not Maitland areas, have increased on average by 36%, mm. which is the equivalent of 7% per year capital growth. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, a big, that's a big return. It's a big it return. Is. Yeah. And industry experts are saying that they're expecting the growth to continue. So they're saying between 10 and 30%. Um, in the, within the next one to three years. 
It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So we might just come back in a minute and talk about um, what's happening in the rental market. I, I, I saw something interesting outside the office the other week, so we'll talk about that as well. Mm. <laughs> something interesting outside the office. Good to know you get out, Stephen. <laughs> well, I was actually in the office and I happened to look out the window. <laughs> yeah, that's even better. Thursday Finance on 2NURFM. We're taking a look at the local property market in our region and, uh, and rentals as well with Pippa Roundtree from Lear J. So the rental market's going up or stabilised or where we are with that, Pippa? Still very low vacancy, Mm -hmm. so it's stayed consistent over about the last um, two to three months. Um, So low vacancy, higher rents, difficult for tenants to um, to be moving around at the moment. Mm. Yeah, so there's a house over the road from the office and I looked out the the window and, well, I was going past and looked out the window and there was all these people queued up out there. And mm-hmm. I said to uh, I said, to one, oh, what's all that about? She said, oh, it's probably an open house. So I've never seen all these people queued up to rent a house before, or half a house because that's kind of divided up, I think. Yeah, so there was a queue, there was a queue up there. Yeah. And yep. Uh, you know there must have been you know twenty people, and uh, and then I was going down the street this day down to the bank, and I walked past one of the local real estate agents, and they had a. Um, you know how they have these for rent brochures out the front. Yeah. So I kind of picked it up, and there was only two or three properties on the whole thing, and there was a there was a, a one bedroom flat in um, Mayfield for three hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, I mean I thought that seemed extraordinary to me. Yeah, that's right. Whereas you know six months ago that might have been sat at two ninety three hundred. So they've gone up. They've gone up that much in six months. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. So where's the demand coming from all of this? There's um, a lot of reasons. There's um, obviously there's um, separated families. That's happened quite a lot over um, the last year. COVID, COVID's impacted that as well. Oh, okay. Um, That's something new. Um, I'm, I'm told um, up about, you know, um, two to three hundred percent. So that's, um, you know, we're seeing that as well. Um, but also there's a lot of people moving out of um, Sydney in the capital cities, but also from, um, you know, other uh, areas as well that are, are coming into the Newcastle area. Um, they want the lifestyle. Um, so, and, you know, the flexibility within the um, workplace now to work from home is, is very much there. And I think they're to, to stay for a lot of companies too that um, do get a lot, lot of people coming in from out of area as well as obviously people moving around uh, within our own area. So what, what, what rent would you would a family be looking on, say, just a normal three-bedroom house now? Depends where you are, but um, say for Mayfield, etc., you might have been looking six months ago, you might have been looking at that sort of 450, 500. Now you'd be looking at high fives, early sixes. So that's um, a lot. That, week. Yeah. That's a lot of money, and that's a big increase. So much on the property. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and you yeah. and, and and you said it's difficult to move as well. Um, it can be, um, and that's why people need to be putting in their best application um, that they, you know, they can. But I was talking to one of our investors the other day that has a, a nice four-bedroom high-end property in Merriweather, and um, you know, ten months ago he was getting eight fifty for it. Um, we could be putting that if it came on the market now. We could be putting that on for between twelve and fourteen hundred a week. It's mm, a huge amount it's, of money. Just, yeah, just not the the properties available, so it means that you can charge the rents. 
So if if a, if a, yeah, we'll just swap to, to the tenant side because I'm sure we've got some listeners who are tenants as well, um, rather than others. So what what does the tenant need to do to to secure a, a property? I think take into consideration that you could have be having forty to sixty people apply for any one property, and because the property is online, doesn't mean the is actually vacant yet. It could be that you know the tenants don't move out for another week or two. Right. Yet, um, so keep that in mind too. But whereas if you're just applying for a, to view a property, then yes, that's great. But you really need to be applying for the property that you want it. So put your good application in, put all your supporting documents in, your ID, your bank statements, your references, all that side of things, because the more information a real estate agent has got or a property manager has got, to put forward your application to an owner and the faster that can be done, the, the higher chance you've got. So what, what, does, what does the real estate agent, what, what does you typically ask from the tenant? You mentioned bank statements. Is that to show that they yeah, can pay so, the rent? So obviously they need to um, check that affordability is there and that they have the, the job or you mm-hmm. know um, the allowances to, to pay for the rent. And so the affordability needs to be there. You also want to be, um, you know, know who else is going to be living with the people yep. that are on the lease, whether it's children, whether it's pets, um, whatever else. But also um, things like rental references. So if they've been uh, renters before, then we would want to be having those references from the other um, property managers or real estate agents that have been um, they've been tenants with. Or there's a lot of people that haven't rented for a long time because they've sold their house. Mm-hmm. They've got a really good figure for it. They're looking to build or buy somewhere mm-hmm. else. And therefore, they're in the rental market and really quite alarmed um, by what they're seeing. And they, and they just don't feel they can get in. But as long as we can see that, yes, that property um, was with them, it's sold for this, etc. Yep. And, you know, they've got all those financials there that supports what they're saying, then that's not going to be a problem either. Okay. So I think the main thing from the tenant's point of view, they, they need a bit of a lead time to get themselves organised um, yeah. and come up with these documents and 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 and, uh, and get all prepared ahead. That's right. And generally, the good thing is once you've applied for a property, then that's usually, depending on the systems used, is usually transferable to another property as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Thanks Pippa. Thanks very much, Pippa. That's been most interesting. Pippa Roundtree from Thank Leah J on properties in our region. To Annuary Films Thursday, finance back next week.